Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with Blended Kingdom Families. At BKF, we believe now is the time to change the modern day interpretation of the blended family. Absolutely, you guys. As a blended family ourselves, God laid it on our hearts to build a ministry that helps support blended families by equipping your marriage, uniting the family unit, and igniting your faith. Our mission is that you would be touched by God and experience His goodness through this ministry, that your family would have practical skills, resources, and tools to help you live that abundant, blended life. Hey guys, welcome to Blended Kingdom Family. Scott and Vanessa Martindale here with two amazing, amazing guests. We are so excited. Yes, you guys, we have our friends, Manny and Marlene Dominguez, and they are originally from New York, you guys, and they are in here, Texas with us. And so... I just love you guys so much. Like just getting to know y'all, just fun personalities. We've been having a lot of fun backstage, so we're on fire. It's a <laughs> holy ghost party yes. going on. Just saying. <laughs> um, so just a little bit about Manny and Marlene. So Marlene is a wife, mama, and friend. Um, she is a lifestyle blogger at Curls with a Promise on Instagram. You guys go check her out. She is always putting out positive encouragement, Jesus stuff. She's awesome. Um, she loves to share the love of Christ and empower her followers followers to live life powerfully and authentically. Yes. Love that. We enjoy thank following you, you and yeah. seeing all your beautiful family and baby pictures. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Their son is, oh, he's delicious. Um, <laughs> Manny is the student pastor at the Hills Church here in Fort Worth, Texas, born and raised Washington Heights, New York, began following Jesus when he was 13 years old. Um, he's a, gr- a college graduate and is passionate about the gospel message students and the Yankees. That has been um, a very interesting conversation for all of our Texas Rangers fans. Right, <laughs> right. We still love them. Right. Um, they love going on adventures and dancing with his beautiful wife mm-hmm. um, and newborn uh, newborn son, Levi. So you guys, welcome. We're so Thank glad you. to have you here. Thank yes, you. yes. So, um, you know what, guys? We just want, you know, tell us a little bit about you, your family, the things that you enjoy and mm-hmm. anything that you want our audience to know about y'all. Yeah. You want me to go? Yeah. Cool. So Marlene and I, we've been married three years now. Yes. And uh, we met like seven years ago. And I'm going to expose us. Marlene is three years older than me. I am. She doesn't look I just had a birthday too in July. I know. Go queen. Happy birthday. <laughs> so she's older than I am. We've been married for three awesome years, have a seven-month-old. And honestly, for us, growing up in New York City, it is so interesting. It's so fun because it's not the Bible Belt, right? It's yeah. not. Right. Yeah. Church isn't a traditional thing. It's not what you do culturally. So for us... Uh, our finding our way to Jesus and or rather Jesus finding us where we were uh, has been an incredible thing that has changed our lives not only emotionally physically uh, professionally too yes. so it's just been amazing yes yeah, so we didn't grow up um, in a Christian home mm-hmm. we actually come from blended families ourselves mm-hmm. we I never met my dad he left my mom when she was pregnant and Manny's dad passed away when he was two, two. years old mm-hmm. wow. and I'm the oldest of three girls mm-hmm. and he's the youngest, youngest of, three. of three so you know how that yeah. like yeah. coming into marriage it's is a just party. so different because <laughs> I'm used to being you know the oldest and yeah. being in charge and although he was the youngest he 
was in charge as well. He had to help his mom yeah. out, yeah. and it was very important. Anyway, so um, I found the Lord when I was 17 years old, and mm -hmm. you found the Lord when you were 14, 14 mm -hmm. years old. So it was interesting us not being raised in a Christian home. We were raised mm -hmm. in Catholic homes. Mm -hmm. But we, as soon as we met Jesus, we were sprung and in love. I was uh, in the middle of my senior year in high school, mm -hmm. right. and my life changed drastically it was just crazy and we just saw God's hand and we've been serving ever since That's so right. it's been amazing mm -hmm. I, I love, love that, that. Yeah. that awesome love well it. I love your story and it, before we started we were just talking about New York to Texas and it, you hear these stories of obedience mm -hmm. and yeah. callings mm -hmm. and and it's usually like out of left field <laughs> all of a sudden I'm here or I thought I was going to be doing this and now I'm doing this yeah. And, and you were telling the story, you know, you were in New York, you were, had your dance studio, mm -hmm. you know, things were, you thought the path was set. Yeah. Right. So I, I'd love to just hear your story of obedience. Yeah. And as it relates to, you know, those who may be listening, who may be feeling a calling or mm. maybe feeling something like, I feel like God's leading me to do something. Right. But how do you step into obedience like that? That's Maybe so what good. that story was. Yeah, for you. that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so for us, a dance company called Brave Movement, it was growing. Uh, it was blessing our community because we were doing it in Upper Manhattan, where you know it's just lower income. Yeah. If you want to learn how to dance in New York City, you typically go to downtown, downtown New York and pay yeah. thirty bucks a class. And right. so the supply was there, the demand was there, and so it was going well. And then when I got this phone call from a pastor here in Texas, that was random. Yeah. You know, it was the either get behind me Satan or God is this you yeah. you know it was so random yeah. and so uh, he told me he kind of affirmed me and what we were doing and he said man I want you to prayerfully consider this and so we I was just 19 at that time yeah. and Maureen was just my girlfriend at that time yeah. and so but she's such a, a spiritual powerhouse that uh, as my girlfriend I said hey will you help me pray on this mm. and she was so powerful that she was like you know, even if we're not married and we don't go together, I want you to follow God. Wow. Yeah. And so I think one key in obedience is get people around you that will encourage you to be right. obedient, yeah. even at their expense. It's like, I love you and I'll miss you, but you follow God yeah. with or without me. I get chills even saying that. Yeah. And so that was the first step. And then secondly, um, we got mentors that we were asking uh, for, for prayer and for advice. And so y'all, we're used to hearing from God, mm -hmm. uh, but for two months, we heard nothing. Yeah. And yeah. so mm -hmm. it's hard to be obedient when you're like, God, I don't, I'm not sure. You're yeah. not giving me a sign. You're not speaking to me, or at least I'm not listening properly. Yeah. And so the long and short of it is the posture that we had was, I'd rather say, oh, well, that didn't work out. I'm coming back home. Then, man, what if it did? Mm -hmm. What if God was in it? Yeah. So I took that step of faith, not being sure it was God, but saying, God, if this is you, I want to give it a try. Yeah. And, and here we are. So. So, Marlene, did you ever think Texas was going to be in your future? Absolutely not. Anytime I thought about Texas, I mean, I never saw this being in my future yeah. at all. And here we are, boyfriend, girlfriend at the yes. time. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, we're just looking practical. You thought, hey, this is maybe a, a future with this guy, mm -hmm. and now he's coming in, he's maybe going to Texas. Mm -hmm. How did you support him um, through that process? Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that I loved about us is that we prayed every night before mm -hmm. going so to bed good. together. Mm -hmm. um, and we were very strict with our schedules. Like we weren't, I mean, we were both strict, but we equally, 
um, committed on not being together outside past 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. So we were just super intentional about praying together and seeking the Lord together. So that's what we did. And when Manny got the call, I took it as if I got the call as well because this is who I was going to marry. So I he was called to come here and become a pastor, but I was I wasn't called to just be his tail. I was called to be his partner. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I wanted to just seek the Lord to see what he was going to do with me here. And that's exactly what he did. He was just confirming that he was going to use me, not only with young girls, but just yeah. in general. Um, I was mostly 95% of the reason why we moved here because <laughs> we said, why not? You know, yeah. what's the worst thing that can happen? We can yeah. go and we yeah. can come back, you know? So we prayed, we sought the yeah. Lord. I kind of felt like Hagar though yeah. mm -hmm. in the desert, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, Lord, you have this great calling with my husband and here I am kind of lost, yeah. you know, confused. Yeah. And I remember in that season, God spoke to me. He told me he is the God who saw me. Mm -hmm. And even if we were coming mm -hmm. to a church who, you know, they're not, women pastors are not a thing mm -hmm. yet, you know, God was still going to use me and mm -hmm. he was going to still yes. use me to speak and mm -hmm. minister and call. But yeah. in that time of waiting and seeking, mm -hmm. we did a lot of praying. We did a lot of counseling. We went and saw a lot of, you yeah. know, um, wise, godly advice. You know, it was yeah. great. Mm -hmm. You never so came good. down and visited before though, right? Yeah. So we did one. So we That's actually funny. went to a place called Dilly, Texas. I don't Way know if you were, it's like right by the border. I no. never even heard of yeah. it. So yeah. even it we, when we first started dating, we actually went down there to minister to some youth. We spoke at a little great. conference down you, there. Yeah. We both spoke and I danced and yeah. it was amazing. But yeah. that was our intro to Texas. It was <laughs> fields and cows and horses. And I said, and, you know, I love it. fireworks, remember? And so fireworks. It was It wasn't great. even July. Yeah, I thought that's what I wanted. And when I moved here, I said, no, this is not what I want. Like, I can't be, I need a bodega across the street, which is oh a grocery God. store. Yeah. I need things, you know, buildings and stuff. So I'm glad we didn't move over there. But that was our first introduction yeah. to Texas. Mm -hmm. And then we came in, in December, right? Right, mm -hmm. like three months. I mean, nine months before we moved, yeah. literally it was nine months wow. when we got introduced. We came to dance as a ministry. We were called Brave Movement mm -hmm. and we came to the hills and we yeah. did a, um, a youth night, right? Yeah. It was a youth night. We ministered there. So that was our yeah. first time in, yeah. in Texas. I love that. That yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Well, and one of the things you guys speak about is mm -hmm. the importance and how it's so vital in your marriage and relationship to to build your spouse up mm -hmm. yeah. and, and to add value to them. Mm -hmm. um, those are a lot of really good catchphrases, and, and and I want to kind of point you guys in a you know kind of a ministry direction to the audience to say how do you go about that process? Yeah. Um, you know, because we live in a world that's very transactional. Mm, Get up, right. come on, we go to work, mm -hmm. we feed the kids. You know, and when you have kiddos, it becomes very more transactional. You're just kind of getting through the day. Right. What do you think, and what would you encourage our audience when you talk about building your spouse up? Uh, how do you add value to them? Mm, that's great. I would just say one phrase to whoever's watching, and we were told this by, by one of our mentors, <laughs> yes, and listening. Uh, it's important to stand with your partner in their weakness and point at their strength 
because it's so tempting to point at their weakness and stand only when they're strong. Right. Oh, right. And so I think we were told that and I was like, man, that's so good because what I, all I've been doing is whenever Marlene is good and she's positive and she's good, I'm like, yeah, honey, woo. Yeah. But then when she messes up, I'm like, come on, hon, step it. You know, I'm just like very logical and I was yeah. very tough on her because I cared. But yeah. I realized that my intention to add value and build her up, I was really tearing her down with my intensity. Yeah. And so when our mentor told us, man, stand with her in weakness and it changes everything and point out her strengths, I'm like, amen. Right. I'm doing it. Mm. Right. And for me, awesome. I had to remember that he's God's son first, right? He's not mm. my husband first. He's not Levi's dad first. He's God's son first. So mm. when I think about that, I want to invest in God's son, right? I want to yeah. pour into oh, him. I want to guard him. I want to cover him whenever he's going to preach or whenever he's leaving the door. Like I want to cover him from the top of his head to the bottom of his, of his feet to make sure that I'm honoring God's son. And same thing for him to me. Mm-hmm. When we got married, I had to remember, hey, you are God's first, right? Which takes a lot of pressure off of him and a lot of pressure off of me because since we grew up with, I mean, we had amazing stepdads come into our life, Mm -hmm. but for a period of time, we didn't have fathers, you know? So I realized when I was stepping into into marriage, what I really wanted was a father. And Mm -hmm. I had to realize that Manny can't be that for me, right? Manny can't be someone who's telling me what to do or someone who's always taking care of me. Like I had to remember that I am whole first, I'm God's daughter Mm. first, and then I'm Manny's wife second. Mm. And that helped me. It took a lot of pressure off off of me to Mm. constantly encourage him, but always remembering that, you know, he is God's son and I want to pour into that. Yeah. So good. So good. All great advice you guys have given and, and so many great nuggets. But let's get really practical maybe about maybe what the challenges are that you face even as a new new parents. Mm-hmm. So adorable, chubby-cheeked son, <laughs> Levi, who's just Precious. a little muffin. But he's a month old. Mm-hmm. And seven now, months. Seven months. I'm sorry, seven months old. Seven months old, <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. Um, I wish he was still a month old. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and with children brings new challenges. Mm. And, and we're, we're really, I really want to focus in on um, how the marriage is supposed to work in building your spouse up. Uh, I know having babies, it changes things. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe individually how you guys can speak to, how do you deal with those changes as a new parent Mm -hmm. and how do you maintain marriage as a priority and your spouse as a priority? That's a good question. You want me to go? So for us, and everybody's situation is different, but for us, I'm sure Marlene will speak into this, uh, she got postpartum anxiety Mm. like after Levi was here. And so, and for me, um, I praise God. I don't, I don't struggle with anxiety as often. And so I had to do the work and the homework of trying to understand my spouse, right. even when I couldn't relate to my spouse. Mm-hmm. I think that's a challenge no matter what season you're in. Yeah. And so we had this new baby and then we had an incredible mom who just did a, a holistic, you know, birth. And, um, I was excited to be a dad, scared to be a dad. Mm. And then I had a wife who was going through a really, a really big mental struggle. Mm. And so for me, I felt super insecure uh, regularly, but I, I found refuge in, and this is so sad that this is true of me, but maybe this is true of you. I was seeking God more than I ever had. Yeah. And, and it's embarrassing to admit that when I'm going through the most insecure yeah. season of my life yeah. is when I'm most desperate Pressing. for God. Yeah. But God is so generous to still meet us where we are. So, yeah. to, so to be super frank and, and, and honest, full of candor, I, I was insecure regularly. And Marlene was sweet too. Even in the times where she was struggling, still affirm me because I changed the diaper properly. Even though like <laughs> the, the, the day before, my son peed on me, you know? Yeah. So it, it's the word is... 
uh, count the small wins because yeah. they count. And That's when right. you make much of the wins, those big losses and those big struggles, they minimize a little bit. Yeah. You know, what, yeah. what you focus on expands. Yeah. Yeah. And so we try to focus on the wins even when they were uh, very little. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. He has done such a great job. And just going back to just mentioning how we grew up without dads, you know, yeah. he learned everything on his own just by watching his mom. So I'm so proud of who he is as a dad and who he is as a husband and taking care of us. So that's been great. And I'm just so grateful and shout out to every single mom out there. I don't know how you do it. I am so proud of you because Mm -hmm. I couldn't have imagined. I mean, God will give me strength, but I'm so grateful that I don't have to do it Mm -hmm. alone. I could do it with Manny. But shout out to you, single mom, single dad. You are more than enough and you're a champion and Mm, you are doing so amazing but for us i told manny the whole time i was pregnant like you my first baby you know you are my first baby and i had to remember that like (gasps) although i'm bringing levi into the world and he's Mm. vulnerable and he don't know he doesn't know how to ask for help manny is my first boo you know he's my first baby and i gotta make sure that i put his needs first as well and although he's not a very needy person at all this is the most chill like laid back guy Mm -hmm. ever but I had to make sure that I'm constantly hearing him and constantly meeting his needs whether it's communicating or fixing a good plate or Mm -hmm. something you know um I make sure that we are on the same page so communication is key I made sure that I didn't expect him to know what I wanted, that I communicated what I wanted, when I wanted it, especially during postpartum, you know, like he mentioned, I had really bad postpartum anxiety and it basically like, it was hard. It was hard (laughs) learning how to communicate, learning how to take care of a baby who didn't know how to ask for help and feeling like myself and wanting to feel normal again. So, I mean, an advice I would give to new parents would just be communicate, you know, Mm. Um, take your time. Don't put a lot of pressure on each other. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Mm. You are literally learning how to live a new life. So that's what we had to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. And it's good. I I, I know we had three babies and really close quantity together. Wow. Uh, Like three years. Yeah. 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 So it was a lot of changes and being a new parent and being a new dad, it was, it was, it was scary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you were scary sometimes, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> very scary. It, it was, Hormones are real, man. Yeah. Yeah. Really it's real. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And we, we had this rule that if, um, anything happened between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m., you yes. forget about it. So did we. Yeah. So did we. And yeah, so, there, there, there were there were moments in the middle of the night where I mean, and, and you're so sleep deprived and yeah. and and you're so just angry yeah. at yeah, something for, that you're not everything. sleeping. Yeah, um, that yeah, we we had to uh, we had to make sure we were filled with uh, with with some forgiveness in the morning. Yeah. Right, um, a lot of grace and, um, and just and, asking God yeah. for that supernatural grace. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, if you're in the midst of this challenge and you have a new baby or you're about to have a new baby, which we've met a lot of couples that are in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love your advice. Love that you are um, speaking those words to, to new parents. Mm-hmm. And it's tough, uh, mm-hmm. but it does get better. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it can be amazing. So. Honestly, it's been so great for us. We have mm-hmm. a good community who helps yeah. us a ton. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I can't say it's been a walk in the park, but after I addressed my anxiety and really tackled it and gave it to the Lord, first and foremost, it's been amazing. Levi is honestly such a great baby, and we're just so grateful for this miracle. Love it. Yeah. Love it, love love it. (laughs) 
Well, we have a lot of listeners, you guys, that are they're navigating blended. So we, we mm-hmm. have a lot of people who are single and they listen because they're like, man, I, I have kids. I know that if I remarry again, we're going to be a blended family, right. you know, and then we have people who are dating. Um, and then we have people that are just about to blend. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, one of the things that you guys also talk about that I love um, is it, it's how to fight for purity in your singleness um, and in your dating life, you know, because, you know, mm-hmm. I know for us, one thing going into our blended family, we were like, we really wanted God to bless our marriage. Come on. Right. Yeah. And coming from, um, a previous marriage that did not have Christ as, as the foundation in the center and the focal point of it, I knew that that is what it was going to take for this next marriage to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so can you guys speak to that and just, mm-hmm. you know, how on the purity aspect of it, um, but um, going into maybe a new marriage and, and doing it God's way. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> listen, what was so difficult is uh you are obviously attracted to the person that you're pursuing. Right. Um, and for us, we were both uh, sexually active before mm-hmm. yeah. coming to church right. and, and, and learning about Jesus and, yeah. and purity and like, you know, those things. So it, once you engage in that behavior, it's hard to, you know, disengage, especially for a while yeah. while you're with somebody that just you're connecting spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And just that physical thing right. is left. Yeah. It's the like, last one. come on, girl. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, for us... Sexual purity is obviously important because to become one, you know, it, it seals yeah. the marriage and the relationship, especially if it's a new marriage and relationship. But I think even more than that, we want to speak about, you know, mental purity, emotional right. purity. You know, it, that's not spoken about enough. When you think right. purity, you think, okay, you're going to tell me to be abstinent or yeah. Yeah. like one of our one of our friends say, fabstinent. Yeah. Which is like fabulous to be abstinent. Yes. Just brilliant. Well, I love that. Yeah, Take brilliant. Right. It's a hashtag. Be fabstinent. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, right, the, the mental and emotional purity where like we both had trauma coming in and mm-hmm. I, I know uh, because we are in a blended family that my stepdad had trauma from his previous marriage yeah. going in to come and, and engage and marry my mother and so how do you work through and ask God to give you a clean slate yeah. how do you surrender those impurities or those traumas from your previous mm-hmm. relationship and say yeah. man I don't want to bring that to my new spouse because they're not my mistakes and I'm not right. my mistake right, right? Yeah. how do I say you know Marlene is the woman I love because she's exactly the opposite of my ex. It's right. like, no, Marlena's the woman I love because she's a woman of God right. and she's beautiful. Affirming. She's powerful. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think that the, the priority we want to touch on is, especially in a blended family dynamic, is the, the perspective. Yeah. Is I want to come with a perspective that says, I only have eyes for you. Right. You know, when I see you, I see beautiful. Mm-hmm. Even when and if we've messed up even together yeah. or before, God is so good to make us white as snow again and give us new mercies and we can walk in purity. Not because of what we've done, but right. because of what Jesus has done. So. Right. That's so, good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know. I was like, great. How did I follow that? <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I want to speak to my single people and people who are just courting or dating or mm-hmm. waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned before, Manny is God's son. And that really helped me when we were fighting for purity. And we actually made it to the altar mm-hmm. while waiting for each other, which awesome. was God, you know, just. It was not easy. Folks. It was not easy, especially <laughs> in New York City. I mean, New York City in the summertime, while the, what is it? The temperatures rise, so does the so jeans or something so, like that. Oh, right? yeah. Like, like, oh, so do the dresses so or something the like dresses that? Rise, yeah, yeah, so the dresses rise. The temperature rise. You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. a temptation, not only for yeah. men, but for women as well. For sure. Who are out there trying to be pure. Mm-hmm. It's harder in New York City, yeah. mm-hmm. per se. But um, I want to speak to those people who are just waiting. You know, mm-hmm. I will encourage you just to 
man, enjoy this time. Yeah. Enjoy this time on learning about yourself and learning about your desires and what you want. And um, before you get into a marriage, because when you do get into marriage, which is great, you're no longer yourself. You know, you're becoming one with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So in your singleness, just continue learning about who you are, where God wants you to be, and mm-hmm. um, just learning about yourself. And if you're dating or courting, man, there's no better time than to than now to honor your future spouse. Like mm. for us, it was such a peace for me to know that Manny waited for me. Yeah. Um, oh, remember that thing that you, that you share that you can trust me because I was able to share yeah, that. That's good. Yeah, well, it brings me so much peace to know that Manny waited for me because yeah. it just showed a level of endurance and mm. maturity and yeah. patience to know that when we did get married, there's this level of trust that I know that just because there's a really beautiful lady walking by, he knows how to kill his flesh because he did it when so we were good. together for three years. Yes. So like if I'm away on a work trip or if she's yeah. away or whatever. Yeah, and we're human. You know, right. I will, God forbid, we messed up, but I will be naive to think that my husband will never mess up. You mm-hmm. know, I know he will mess up. But because he's shown that yeah. level of strength and level of just mm-hmm. restraint, Surrender, right? Restraint, Surrender. Yeah. There's this peace and this trust knowing that, man, God is behind that, you know? Yeah. Because if you waited for me, I mean, he yeah. can wait for other things, you know? It's yeah. just it's just so it's great good. to know that. But if you're waiting and you're single or courting, just know that God is there with you in the midst of just waiting. And the reward is to come when you do get married. Because so when you get married, this is level of oneness, yeah. right? That I will never, I, I mean, I can never imagine being with anyone else but my spouse. Yeah. And it's this pure, like you said, this mental purity that comes with just waiting in general. Yeah. Love it. I encourage so you guys just to seek the so Hey friends, we hope that this episode is blessing your socks off right now. And we just wanna take an opportunity to talk about partnering together. If Blended Kingdom Families has touched your marriage and touched your blended family in some way, we'd love to partner with you. At Blended Kingdom Families, we're trying to reach as many blended families as possible. And we can do more with your support. So please take an opportunity to visit blendedkingdomfamilies.com and click partner. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. One of our, our, our last questions is blended kingdom families. Mm-hmm. Um, what does a blended kingdom family look like to you guys? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll go first. Like, I, I think a blended kingdom family is a family that says um, we're all, you know, whether you're a newer addition, whether you were around when, you know, 20 years ago mm. or whether you just joined the family, like we're all like the relational equity, if you will, is the same. Yeah. Like, I love you the same. You're, you're my beloved. You're my son, even if you're my stepson or whatever the language that is. Mm. Like, I love you and I love you the same. Um, and naturally, uh, a family that says we're going to put God first. Right. And, and what that looks like, I know that's so that's churchy talk, but practically what that looks like is, you know, the greatest command to love God above all else and to right. love your neighbor 
neighbor as yes, yourself. Yes. It's so kind of weird to think about your sibling or your spouse or your spouse's kids that are now your own as your neighbor. Yeah. Because mm. we could testify as people that have siblings, we destroy our siblings. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> we the love people, them to death. The people but... that are closest to you are perhaps the people that you've been the meanest to. Right. And perhaps the people that have hurt you the most. Yeah. That's just yeah. true of family dynamics yeah. because we feel a sense of comfort with the person that we're close to. And so we we don't have the same filter or boundaries with our mm. word choice. And, and so uh, I would just encourage you, and you know, I think what it looks like is love your neighbor, love your son, love your spouse, love their kids that are now your own, like you love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, although we're not going to be perfect, I think God will bless it and that'll be a kingdom family, no doubt. Yeah, when, that's really good. When you think about the kingdom families, I think about Galatians 5 mm. and where we talk about the fruits of the spirit, yeah. right? Mm. But before we talk about the fruits of the spirits, we talk about things that shouldn't be in that house, yeah. like mm. jealousy and Come hatred on. and yeah. all these things. So I think about a house, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about those evil mm -hmm. things living inside mm -hmm. of that house. And before you move in, right, yeah. before you bring love and joy and peace, mm -hmm. you got to get rid of all Come that trauma, yeah. you know? Yeah. You got to get rid of all those expectations that you think or that you've been through with, yeah. with your mm -hmm. former spouse. Mm -hmm. So you have to yeah. kick out hate. You have to kick out jealousy. You have to kick out mm -hmm. envy and all these things. And you have to welcome in those things. So that's what I think about when I think about blending families together. You have yeah. to remove those. And if it's, it's a daily removal for us. Yeah us oh, right yeah. mm -hmm. it's a daily surrender of yeah. saying hey i'm going to remove this and pick up joy and pick up Come grace on. and pick up yeah. all the good things that god mm -hmm. already did on that cross so that yeah. we can have a healthy um amazing god-fearing example mm. to those yeah. who are in the same season as me so good I do. I want to speak to the young person real quick because I think, yes. you know, in these conversations, we're tempted to speak about the, the adults or the parents yeah. that are blending their family right. and then the, the kids, even if it's an 18-year-old that's about to go off mm -hmm. to college or whatever. We got married young, the, too. Yeah, and they're kind of along for the ride. But yeah. I want to speak to you and say, like, you also matter and you're also seen. And I think you also have a responsibility in order for your family to be uh, not just mm -hmm. a blended family, but a blended kingdom family. Right. And you have a role to play. And so whether it's your uh, having a new stepfather or new stepmother, I want to encourage you, they're not going to replace whoever you feel like you've had in that role as your guardian, father, and mother. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus has filled those roles for you. I think your responsibility is to embrace them and say, okay, I want to give you a chance because yeah. like we said earlier, I want to love my neighbor as myself. I want to give this person an opportunity to bless my life, to love me, to lead me. And so I think your role is to say, I'm going to be humble enough to allow this person to fail and see what God can do. And I believe yes. that God's going to do big things. So yes. thank you for the role you play as a young person in your family that's being blended. I think it's just so important. Yeah, and I want to know? speak into the stepmoms and stepdads. Like Go you stepped it, up to mm -hmm. take care of the person you love's child. And for us having stepdads, we love them yeah. so much. For me, what was important growing up was making sure that my stepdad respected my space. We were three girls. And I always grew mm. up feeling a little uncomfortable with men. Mm. My stepdad has never made me feel Come uncomfortable. On. And that was very important to me. And I want to encourage you, you are doing a great job. Yeah. Whether the yeah. kids tell you that they love you or they show you that they're so not good. appreciating you, <laughs> you are doing so amazing. Awesome. And, you know, it's selfless. You are showing a selfless act by stepping up and mm. loving your neighbor as yourself. So I'm I'm personally proud of you. And I just want to say, just keep on going because you're doing amazing. That's awesome. Yo. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, 
Mic drop. <laughs> and we're done. No. 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 That is awesome. You guys have so, been such a blessing. Here. Oh my gosh. Uh, and, yes. and we're so thankful for your nuggets, your wisdom, yeah. your heart. Uh, well, and your families. obedience. I mean, just to, you know, listen and walk out the call that God has on your life right now in this yeah. season to be here. So yeah. we are thankful. We are humbled. We are blessed. Thank you so much for your um, for your time and your hearts to serve our ministry and our audience and yeah. share your hearts with us. Yeah. Absolutely Wonderful. amazing. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, again, just so blessed to, uh, to have our guests here today, uh, Manny and Marlene. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed it. Yes. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do, guys. Hey, BKF community. We want to hear from you guys. If you would take the time to leave us a review and you can find us on all social media platforms. Our podcast is like on every podcast platform. And you can visit us at our website at www.blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Yeah, guys, we're trying to reach every blended family all over the world, and we can't do this without your partnership. So please take a minute, like, share, comment, review, tell your friends. Tell them they can all go to blendedkingdomfamilies.com for great resources.